This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Walking into a Brandy Melville clothing store is like stepping into a time capsule of the 1990s. And I don't mean like a limited to a Borders, Toys R Us, or Claire's, but the kind of stores that were the popular girl clothing stores, like a Hollister, Aeropostale, or Abercrombie. Brandy Melville is that wannabe cool kid store for the modern tween slash teenager. They're a brand that thousands of girls line up outside of stores for, the female supreme, some call it. Lauren Servideo, who Vogue dubbed as the funniest person on Instagram, which, okay, I didn't know that was a thing, says that the store itself has beautiful 14-year-old girls working there that cultivate an intentionally casual environment. They say, what's up, instead of welcome to Brandy Melville. That's the exact same thing they did at Abercrombie. What's up with this bored stare? They evoke a memory of our generation, she explains. The vibe just reeks of exclusivity, like you've gotta be cool to shop there. And naturally, you've gotta have money too. The style is simple but chic, comfy but cute. $20 for a crop tee, almost 30 for a teeny tiny little mini skirt, and over $40 for a plain gray hoodie. But hey, this is fashion and dressing like the popular kids doesn't come cheap. After you go to one of the 30 or so Brandy Melville locations in the US and try and squeeze into their teeny tiny clothes, you might post a picture of yourself in that adorable new crop top on Instagram. You've gotta get that bang for your buck, right? So you spend a few minutes finding your perfect angle, hand on the hip, take the picture and post it. Maybe you feel cute, get a few likes, and then you notice something a bit odd. Like the other posts where young women say they know Brandy Melville is a trash brand and they just can't help but shop there. Maybe you notice a Brandy Melville shirt that's been folded to spell the word Fittler, or even check out the brand's Instagram page and notice that every single picture is a young, white, skinny model. You might just realize that you didn't see any employees that weren't young, conventionally attractive white women or girls working at the store too, but does that really make them trash? Let's be real here. On the surface, they don't seem super inclusive and feel a bit problematic by nature, but behind the scenes, it gets far darker than a prejudged look. We're talking about the CEO supposedly saving pictures of underage employees levels of disturbing here. And the fact that this brand is meant to represent a generation is honestly terrifying. Today, I spent all my money on Brandy Melville. You guys, my wallet is actually crying. I'm gonna show you what I got, and later on, I'm gonna show you guys what is the most expensive thing that I got. Hello, everyone, it's Claire. Welcome back to my channel. For today's video, I'm doing. Just wanted to kind of put out there that this might be my last haul from Brandy. I think I'm just about over Brandy. I have a lot of their stuff. I just kind of wanted to look into some other brands to keep it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the corporate casket. I'm the Illuminati, and today we're talking about the toxic, popular, and preppy brand, Brandy Melville. Now, to cover my ass here, let me say that the views expressed in this episode are of course my opinion, and any allegations against any employees or executives of Brandy Melville are also exactly that, alleged. Although there have been investigations and legal action taken, nothing is fully resolved just yet. So please keep that in mind as we move forward, but let's get into it, Brandy Melville. 
The name itself comes from a fictional tale of two lovers, Brandy, an American girl, and Melville, an English man. The couple met in Rome and the aesthetic of their fictional love story is what inspired the brand in 1970s Italy. Now, other sources say they were founded in 1994 for some reason, but 1970 is the year that I've seen most often. When it launched in the United States back in 2009, it kept things on the down low. Maybe you're used to clothing stores shoving their products in your face and down your throat, but Brandy Melville seemed to be about making you want them. They aren't going to chase you. Instead, they're press shy, they don't really advertise, they only have a handful of stores compared to other influential name brands, and Instagram is the driving force behind the brand. Fashion law says they do the vast majority, if not all of their advertising there. To some extent, their models do look like real people as their posts have this unstaged, candid look to them. One post from a few days ago as of writing this is like a shaky camera footage of a brandy model eating ice cream, and another shows a young woman walking with a smoothie in a skirt flowing in the wind. The comments are full of people asking which sweater she's wearing and begging the brand to open a store in their city. Now, these tactics have worked wonders for Brandy Melville. Despite being a quieter brand than most, they were listed as a company that was revolutionizing retail in 2015. Business Insider says they completely nailed their target marketing, calling them the hottest brand in teen retail that year. While Urban Outfitters and other brands like it kept a somewhat traditional business model throughout the years, Brandy was different. Not only did their Instagram bring their clothes to the right clientele, teenage girls, but their workers became their models. One employee, Kirsten, had about 3,000 Instagram followers when she began working for them. And in 2014, she had over 22,000. The next year, Business Insider reported she had 45,000. She told Racked, I've had girls come into the store and ask to take pictures with me. They're also all super, super sweet on Instagram and I always try to respond. It seems kind of silly, but you end up making their day. It's nice. But this is even better for the brand because that's free advertising. Brandy Melville as a company recognized that the best way to market to teenagers was to get teenagers involved and let them speak for themselves. Emma Sims staged photo shoots of the clothes with her friends and one of them who worked at the store introduced Emma to her boss. He had the aspiring photographer start working there, actually paying her for photo shoots and valuing her input and feedback. What teenage girl wouldn't want this from a brand they love? It's genuine collaboration that has created a sense of community and loyalty around them. Made for teens, a brand teens built with teen employees doing the modeling and gaining a following from it. Like what's not to love about that, right? Well, it feels like this company was going above and beyond to hear their market, which is so rarely done in general. So like, you know, why am I mentioning this? All of this sounds really good. But the more you scroll through this cute and casual Instagram full of women and girls out on the town, the more you're bound to notice that distinct lack of diversity we mentioned earlier. Almost every single person on their page is a skinny white girl. Brandy listened to their employees and customers all right, but when they were allegedly only hiring one specific type of woman, then are they really even capable of being the voice of a generation? This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and... 
What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now, please note that this next section of the episode will mention eating disorders and inappropriate behavior towards minors. That's your heads up. Let's get into it. A young, skinny, white teenager. That's who Brandy Melville markets to. Now, I don't really care about the young part, obviously. You've got clothing for kids, teens, adults, whatever. Wear whatever you like at any age, that's up to you. However, teenagers aren't all white and they also are not all the same size. And you might say, but Blair, Brandy Melville says their clothes are one size fits all, or at least that's what they've claimed until amending it to one size fits most. But that really just isn't the case. Even if Brandy isn't exclusively utilizing 5'10 leggy runway models to show off their clothing, their one size is the equivalent of a small or extra small in US sizing. This seemed to start around 2013, just four years after the first US outpost was opened. Stéphane Marsan, the founder, owner, and CEO, allegedly told his former employees to take everything but the three smallest sizes off the floor. From that day forward, Brandy Melville wouldn't carry anything above a size four. And I get that, hey, there is such a thing as petite stores or stores exclusively for plus size women. However, that's not really what they were doing here. And that's most certainly not how they were presenting themselves. When they call themselves a one size fit most type shop, they're implying that if you don't fit into their clothing, then there's something wrong with you. You're the problem you're too big to fit into their exclusive preppy brand. PacSun, another clothing store that actually sells a few Brandy Melville items, claims that their customers have no issue with this. And truly, if their lack of inclusive sizing were the only problem with this brand, they probably wouldn't be on a corporate casket. Is it a bad look? Yes, but there's so much worse out there too. Unfortunately, Brandy does get much worse because of the lengths they go to in order to maintain this only skinny people can wear our clothes attitude. And it's pretty gross. Former employees have alleged that only skinny women were hired at Brandy Melville. In 2020, this did spark some outrage as it was revealed that employees that may not fit into some of the dresses had to come up with reasons for why the dress could still fit them. Like if a customer said, how is this one size fits most? Employees were literally instructed to say that maybe they could wear it as a neck scarf. (laughs) Wear your dress as a neck scarf, the latest fashion trend. I don't know, maybe just, I don't know, maybe just admit your clothing doesn't actually fit most people, right? Now in the US, the average size for a woman is between 16 to 18 and teenage girls typically wear a size medium. Again, this varies greatly, but there's hardly an average when everyone's just built differently. Oh God, now I'm thinking of that TikTok, all built different. The guy that like, he flexes his arm and cracks an egg on his bicep. Have you guys ever seen that? It's probably just me, but whatever. Built different. Back to Brandy Melville. When an employee has to say, oh, I guess this dress could be a neck scarf. That's not one size fits most, like just gonna put that out there. Now, although these toxic and frustrating stories definitely put Brandy Melville in the spotlight in 2020, it was what employees began saying about them in 2021 that turned the company from gross to dangerous. Luca Rotondo, a former senior vice president, said that the CEO, Stefan Marsan, wants his staffers young, thin, pretty, and white. 
A lack of diversity in the models you hire is bad enough, but this does kind of cross the line. So let's just call it what it is, discriminatory. Now, here's the thing. Employees can gain weight, right? Every year, you're, you're gonna like vary in weight every single year. You're not gonna stay the same weight forever and ever. So what if someone puts on a few pounds and now can't fit into Brandy's one size fit most clothing? The company, disturbingly enough, has a way to ensure this won't happen. Rotondo told Insider that they did a sort of staff styling where every single day, Brandy Melville employees would have to have their pictures taken, then sent to higher ups. Oh, and one of those higher ups was directly Marsan himself. So yeah, you heard that right. For years, Marsan got 2000 texts per day of photos of his young, sometimes underage employees to make sure that they fit the look. One employee claims that he even saves the photos as she horrifically discovered when she spotted a folder on his computer with her name on it and every staff style shot she'd ever sent. In retrospect, it's really fucking weird that we all as underage people had to text this mid to late thirties guy photos of what we were wearing, the former employee who worked in California and New York said. And I could not agree more. This isn't just checking on employee wardrobe to be sure it's appropriate, it's outright creepy. I would not feel safe as a teenager knowing that my significantly older employer was just saving my photos for God knows what reason. But former employees, despite knowing how strange and wrong this was, stayed because of the culture, because it felt like a sorority to them. The ones that were the boss's favorites, which that is horrific, that makes me gag saying that, they were called special snowflakes. (laughs) I just, oh God, it just keeps getting dumber and stupider and scarier. Why call them special snowflakes? Like, why are we doing this? Apparently they were also given the company credit card for shopping sprees, work trips to Hawaii and access to the luxurious five bedroom apartment in New York Soho's neighborhood dubbed the Brandy apartment. So this is all just really weird, especially when you consider again, not everyone is of age. To say that this created a toxic work environment would be a massive understatement. Eight former employees from five separate stores told Insider that there was widespread concern that gaining weight could cost workers their jobs. A visit from Marsan might prompt store-wide diets and this type of work culture contributed to eating disorders. This leaves us with a store that doesn't just condone, but actively creates an environment full of body shaming and grotesque behavior towards minors from a CEO. Frankly, I could stop the episode here and be content knowing that I would never purchase from this brand, but it gets worse. Earlier, I said that they'll hire only skinny white women. So let's get into the store's racism problem too. If you're not white, then Brandy Melville doesn't really want you in their stores, employee or otherwise. A former employee named Callie told today that when she handed her boss an application, they immediately asked to see what race the candidate was. Quote, She was like, what race is she? And I said, Asian. And she peeked her head up for a second and was like, no, tell her we're not hiring, Callie said, describing the experience as super awkward. And this wasn't just one occasion. It wasn't just one shitty manager, but this all stems from a root cause, a racist owner that wanted his stores white. According to that former vice president, Luca Rotondo, if Marsan decided the store had too many black employees, then he'd replace them with white women. Rotondo recalled a story from 2019 when Marsan received a photo of one of the managers with dark hair and chain necklaces. 
In Italian, Marsan told Rotondo that this manager was going to destroy their store and was quote, only hiring pieces of shit. He instructed Rotondo to fire the manager, but Rotondo refused, but not without consequence. His salary was cut by $40,000 from 300 to $260,000. And a few months later, he was let go from the company entirely. Now, I've obviously seen plenty of racism before on the channel, whether it's companies, individuals, even nonprofits. But when it's such blatant, disgusting, spewed hatred like this, I'm often kind of just confused as to how this is so out in the open. It's so upsetting when I think back on those articles calling Brandy a revolutionary brand or a voice of a generation and shit like that. You can see the racism and toxicity in their Instagram. It's not hard to find. If the company actually cared about young women, then they would really speak to a variety of young women. It's just a weird, sick fantasy realm for their CEO. Now, of course, Bastiat USA, who operates the US locations, said that they've never fired or hired an employee based on race, hence my disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. Yet the stories told by so many former employees is damning. Franco Sorgi, who owned a variety of Canadian Brandy Melville shops, said that Marsan called black people primitive and said it would damage his brand to have black or overweight women wearing his nice and delicate garments. According to Sorgi, Marsan said he would rather sell to good looking rich little girls. <laughs> it was standard for Brandy Melville to hire based on looks alone, the whiter, the blonder, the prettier, the better. When the company recruited employees and models at their stores, they would look for this exactly, base their pay rate on appearance and not even consider anyone outside of the standard. Sorgi did not really abide by the standard and hired based on merit. And I applaud him for trying to be a diamond in the rough here, but it didn't go well for him and the effort did not last. And to add insult to injury, the brother also told Sorgi that he was too short and fat to work at Brandy Melville anyway. A former regional manager shouted at Marsan saying that they just can't keep firing all the people of color. When black people were hired, they were supposedly sent to the stockroom or put on night shifts. And every single one of the 32 current and former employees that spoke to Insider said unequivocally, appearance heavily influenced the hiring and firing processes at Brandy Melville. Unsurprisingly, to go with all of this charming behavior, Marsan is an anti-Semite as well. He and his top executives allegedly had this group chat where they'd make racist, sexist, and anti-Semitic jokes, including a picture where Marsan photoshopped his face onto Hitler's body. As much as I would love to say context matters here, and it very often does, I feel like when you're comparing yourself to Hitler and literally photoshopping your head onto his body, there's never going to be a good enough explanation for that. And Of course, because of course this also has to exist, this group chat also included pornography and memes featuring the N-word. You know, hilarious jokes, like a photo from the cast of the TV show Happy Days with a text that reads, there were no black people on this show and that's why it was called Happy Days, or a picture of a National Geographic magazine with an ape on the cover beside a black man. And yep, that's that's a real great executive chat you've got there. It seems like Marsan has surrounded himself with people as racist as he is, and anyone that tries to speak out is silenced. It's hardly any wonder that Nazis were mentioned so often though. It seems like a group of people that Marsan identifies with. There were a couple people that tried to break protocol. Rotondo and Sorky have both filed lawsuits against the company, but as of writing this, I haven't seen those come to any conclusion yet. According to Insider, Brandy Melville is especially difficult to sue because of their like company structure. And they say it's unusually complex. As they break it down, YYGM controls brands of the Marsan family from Brandy Melville to their olive oil, San Bartolomeo. 
In the US, Brandy Melville stores are all owned by Basiat, who we mentioned earlier, and of which Marsan is the CEO. Actually going after the company legally speaking is quite a headache. So it's no wonder Marsan is so elusive. He's not mysterious because he's more interesting that way in my opinion. It's because he knows his actions are shady and he's smart enough to try and avoid the legal trouble. Personally, I hope that this litigation is explosive because honestly, it's really upsetting to me how few sources I see talking about this. The insider report has been vital to my research and I am grateful for that, but I don't see it getting picked up in that many places. If this brand is really so well-known among teenagers, then it's important to spread this message as far and wide as possible to keep anyone else from potentially getting stuck in their toxic grip. Now, of course, I say this because I've saved the worst for last, but before we get into the brand being dangerous and how much bad this is, and I'm warning you that the next section after this ad break that I'm about to place is going to include, how do I say, um, inappropriate behavior with a minor, including sexual assault. So I'm going to put the ad read here. You get about three minutes to think it through if you wanna continue on. If that was enough of a summary for you, then hey, great that you checked out today's episode. Um, But for those of you gonna think about it, here's a three minute break and then um, the really nasty stuff. So cheers. Let's go ahead and start by talking about something that Marsan would probably hate food, specifically delicious farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients. And that's right, you can get those delicious ingredients that create delicious crafted meals from HelloFresh. HelloFresh is one of my favorite sponsors because they make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And by that, I mean, they really make it easy. I've spoken many times how I love their one pan meals and just you cook everything into one pan. It's easy cleanup, easy serving, delicious food. Everything's pre-portioned, everything's fresh. There's zero waste in your food. Like you're never buying too much celery or whatever the hell. It's perfect portion every time. HelloFresh has quick and easy recipes, 20 minute meals, and low prep and low cleanup options to provide a faster route to put food on the table around your pack schedule, which is super important. And now you can enjoy more variety because of their Hello Custom options. You can swap out one protein or side for another. You can upgrade to a more luxe experience. You can even add protein to a veggie meal. So that just means that there's more choices, more variety, and more meals truly tailored to you and your family. So if you're ready to get cooking in the kitchen, make sure you go to hellofresh.com slash casket16 and use code casket16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Again, go to hellofresh.com slash casket16 and use code casket16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. This episode is also sponsored by Honey because when we're all shopping online, because truly uh, health wise, the world is still not the best to go out in public right now. So when you're shopping online, you might as well save a little bit of money. Simply put, Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. So when you're shopping online, you just go through your process, go through your you know shopping. When you go to checkout, the Honey button's gonna appear and all you have to do is click apply coupons and it's gonna search for coupons for wherever it finds them and apply them to the site. And if it finds a working coupon, you'll watch those prices drop. Now I mentioned recently I had surgery. I was seeking out a very specific type of silicone um, like patch covering to start covering up all of my scars because I've got quite a few right now. And uh, I didn't even know that Honey worked on a medical website. So I saved 15% on my silicone patches that I needed to purchase. So that was very cool. 
And Honey doesn't just work on desktop because it works on your iPhone too. You just activate it on Safari on your phone and just save on the go. So if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. And I'd never recommend something I don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com casket. And again, that's joinhoney.com casket. Please note again that this section will also mention inappropriate actions with a minor and sexual assault. I know I mentioned it beforehand, but I'm saying it again. I recommend skipping the rest of this episode in its entirety if you are not in the right headspace to hear about this. Now, when I was talking about that staff style earlier, if you thought, hey, that sounds kind of weird, but that's like that's really questionable behavior to exhibit towards a minor, then you may not be surprised by what I'm about to say next. The thing is, these young girls were desperate to be the favorites, the special snowflakes of the bunch, and it's really not hard to see why. We've heard about the influence that some of these models have, the followings, the careers they've been able to create, all while using Brandy Melville as a stepping stone. Maybe some of these employees see the company as their ticket to a better future, a better life, and even financial stability. Plus, since the brand doesn't have as many stores as a typical chain clothing store, it feels like that's a lot more accessible possibility. And these executives exploit that desperation. Former employees allege that workers would take Adderall to stay up all night working, even at the encouragement of their managers. The girls didn't just diet and have their pictures taken. Some would even undress in front of male executives to try on clothing for them. Let me reiterate that. I'll say it even even a little slower. Girls, sometimes as young as 14 years old, would undress in front of male executives. Four former employees said that retail workers even believed if you went topless, you might get paid more. Now again, I have no idea how true this is, but the fact that the girls were encouraged to change in front of them is disgusting. It sounds illegal, like sexual abuse, like child abuse, just a lot of laws getting broken here. Mina Marlene said that she was 17 back in 2012 when she was working for the company and she too changed in front of Marsan and his right-hand man, Yessi Longo. Longo apparently pinched girls and asked them if they were eating good and was reportedly starting a Brandy Melville pizza chain, though not much word on that strange endeavor. Anyway, Marlene had gone off to the bathroom to change outfits, but Longo and Marsan told her to just stay here and change here, despite the 17-year-old wearing nothing but a thong underwear between changes. I always felt like I had to do what they were asking for or I would lose my position, she said. But once you did get into their good graces, once you did earn their favor, Marsan and Longo would bring their underage employees alcohol. A former manager claimed the pair brought beers for her and a 16-year-old to share, while another recalls executives sending her and her primarily underage staff bottles of wine. Also undoubtedly illegal, but I've also got a strange feeling that people like Marsan seem to think that the law just does not apply to them. And while so many girls worked so hard to gain their approval, one who gained it said it was life-changing for all the wrong reasons. A former manager, 21-year-old Andrea Castagnasso, was the owner of some Italian Brandy Melville stores, and it allowed her to stay at the luxurious Brandy apartment in New York. He was staying there too, which she claimed surprised her as she thought the building was only for employees and models, not executives. Nonetheless, she was taken out for a night on the town, buying drinks and dinner. This is where the former manager's memory of the night ends. I do not recall getting into the car or coming back to the apartment. I do not recall how my clothes were taken off and I do not recall how I ended up in his bed or engaging in any sexual activity, she told Insider. 
I did not recall consenting to have sex with this person, she went on. I was very sick and disoriented when I woke up the next morning in his bed. He told me I was very drunk and wanted it, although I do not believe I was in any way a state to consent to this. Hospital records show that she received treatment for sexual assault, but she declined to file a police report. All the manager knew was that she had a drink and woke up the next morning. She was too scared of losing her work visa if she pressed charges. And this is gross. Even if she really did come on to him, you still should have said no because of the ethical issue of this being one of your employees. But that didn't happen, even if it was done legitimately. This company clearly fosters this type of community. They've created an environment where girls diet because their CEO visits, where black employees are treated as lesser, and that's if they're even hired in the first place, and where male executives see and treat girls and young women as objects. As for the former manager, she's rightly stated, they should be doing everyone a favor to shut this business down. And I couldn't agree more. None of this is worth a fucking crop top. But with all of that being said, that is where I'm going to end today's episode of The Corporate Casket. I hope you learned something new in today's episode. And if you did, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. I appreciate you staying to the end for those of you who did survive that last ending section. It is horrific. Um, And the fact that this is apparently just casually happening is extremely disturbing. And the fact that no one really talks about this is even more disturbing, honestly. But with all of that being said, these are my opinions. That is where I'm ending today's episode and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.